Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. A few of the early birds on. James, Brendan, Kevin. All the way from Florida, mate. Great to see you. Morning, Sharon. Welcome to uh, Fabulous Friday. Fabulous Friday, 22nd of April. Uh, Bahan, uh, Jith, Alison, morning. How are we all? Great to see everyone here. Hopefully everyone is awesome and well. Luke, good to see you too, mate. Do the quick intros while everything's warming up. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that already. I'm quite sure, but if you don't, if you're brand new, you've stumbled by or you've joined our program. Um, morning, Rodney. If you joined our program recently, our coaching and mentoring program, if you're one of our Keen Bean mentor students, give us a shout out. Say hello. Tell us where you're from, what you're up to. Good to hear uh, Good to hear what's going on in your neck of the woods. Um, we do this Monday to Fridays, mostly, most weeks, most days, uh, Wealth Coffee Chat. I've been property investing over 20 years and coaching and helping um, coaching and helping property investors across Australia and New Zealand over 18 with my crew, my team, and... Um, Along the way, we've learned a few things. We've done over 7,000 7, property transactions with our clients in that, that time. So along the way, we've learned one or two things. <laughs> uh, learned, a, learned a lot, uh, not what to do, and, and, and a lot what we believe you should do. So each morning, I get to share that with you guys. Love it. Enjoy it. <clears throat> and I really enjoy you guys being on, giving us a bit of a shout out in the chat. Alison, yeah, we missed you the last couple of days. Um, hard to do the replays. There you go. <laughs> Aaron, how are you, mate? Hope you're okay. Um, hey, listen, I, I saw an article um, in the in the newspaper. <clears throat> and I always scan to see the headlines, get a bit of a feel for what's going on. And um, I saw this one, which, uh, which was crazy. Hey, listen, you know, property investors need to spend more time focusing on costs rather than deductions. Now, this is, uh, again, you know, Ladies and gents, team, this is the uh, the newspaper spinning and and uh, manoeuvring headlines, mostly just to get clicks and eyeballs. Um, uh, they're all a bit politically politicised, you know. This is around the, you know, the endless banter. I think they should just get over themselves and get on with their lives. I mean, this endless banter about bloody property. Would they just leave it alone? You know why they won't? Because the politicians are addicted to the revenue, which is absolutely ludicrous that we have such taxes against property. Anyway, don't get me started. But the point is, yeah, is this rubbish? It's complete rubbish, Brendan. Well, you know, supposedly, according to some statistics from the ATO, landlords are, are losing $12,000 a year. And if that's you... Uh, and if you're in our mentoring program, that won't be you uh, unless you're not listening to your bloody coach. Um, but if this is you, if this is like, shit, I'm losing money, you're doing it wrong, folks. You're doing it wrong. And I thought we would have a little conversation today and maybe have a quick look um, quick look at the calculator, talk about, you know, the ins and outs, the bibs and bobs of things, because there is a bit of confusion on this subject, on this subject, and Often, uh, investors will get their cash flow um, confused 
with making a loss. And I want to talk about this in a minute because it becomes something that we're not taught a lot. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, we often, as investors, in the beginning, manage our success based on cash flow and money in the bank, which is fair. You know, you've got to have bread and milk to live, folks. Um but we need to understand what's going on. So I wanted to talk about that today, if you guys are up for it. But, you know, it's quite interesting. You know, here's some, you know, some uh, some stuff from CoreLogic about, you know, the average rentals going around uh, at the moment. And this is what's called the gross rent. This is before gross net, okay? Everyone uh, understands this. And maybe today is a bit of a refresher for some of you. Maybe this is kind of like new, hey, you know, whatever. Um, hey, shout out to Jeff. Um, <laughs> I think the spicy cough is getting around with everyone's getting a bit of a lick of it, Jeff. Um, Edward, mate, how are you? Brendan, Andrew, morning. So, you know, gross yield, you know, the total income that comes in expresses a percentage against the value or the purchase price. And this is interesting stuff. You, you got to think about this. Um, and then, you know, the net yield. The net income after you pay your expenses, which interest is one of them. Interest is usually, as a property investor, your largest expense. Um, then, you know, uh, there's a return, a calculated return. And, and it's quite, you know, it's simple here. It says, all right, well, you know, houses, you know, in Darwin are 5.6%. Now, that's the average, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, what would that mean? And you'd go along and you'd do your research and you'd do some calculations and you might end up with a net result of 4% or 3% or depending on what it is. So we're going to muck around with that today um, and have a bit of a look at this, you know. But but if you look around the country, you know, already I can see some of the stuff that's really sort of misleading um, uh, already. So when you have a look at places like, you know, Hobart, Brisbane, Adelaide, Canberra, when it comes to the gross rental yield, now, uh, for you as a property investor, you wouldn't be entertaining a three percent, uh, a three percent rental yield, would you? Like uh, any uh, any of our clients, any of our students are looking at four and a half to five percent. That's the gross rental yield you're targeting, you know. And and so why are they saying, oh, why is the average in Brisbane three point three? Well, you know, folks, uh, in recent times, unless you've been living under a rock. Property prices have gone up and rents haven't kept up as quick, uh, but they're coming, okay? So we're going to talk about what that looks like. These gr- these grand statements are very misleading and uh, Brendan put it, put it right. It's, you know, total rubbish to look at one number for a million households in Brisbane or Adelaide or Canberra or even Melbourne and Sydney and go, oh, Property yields in Melbourne are two and a half percent. I won't rent. I won't buy one there. Now that's uh, it's a stupid way. It's just really not very clever to look at things like that, right? So we're going to sort of talk about that today. So hopefully you guys got the the um, yeah. And if you hold property for a long time, you know uh, it's it's very different. And I want to talk about that right now. So so you know gross yield, uh, gross, and then net. Now. What, how this is calculated, team, is the income that comes in minus the expenses, minus the expenses equals a 
well, yeah, minus the expenses. Uh, I'll do it this way. Income comes in, minus the expenses, minus the expenses equals a net. Okay, so net income. Now, how do... Now, I need to ask this right uh, because my training is not classically mathematical. I'm very good on a spreadsheet team. But how do you end up, how do you express the percentage? Let's let's just do this. Let's say this is 4% and then let's say that is 3%. How do you arrive at the percentage? What number goes over what? What number divides into what? Tell me right now in the chat if, if you know what I'm asking here. So how do you get to the express number, like the to express the three percent or the four percent? Tell me just quickly, you know how that uh, that that basics uh, is is put there, um, because this is the first part of today's conversation. I want us to sort of ponder, um, and we might take a little bit of time to sort of stick with me today because this is super important, team. About how how do you end up with that percentage? Um, and while m- maybe some of you guys are typing it in. Well, you have to start with a number, whatever that might be, um, the the gross income. So you go, yeah, rent over a 100 divided by 52. Yes, Luke, you do that. Um, but rent over what? It's a, it's expressed against the properties what, team? Expressed against the properties what? So you get the full rent that comes in. So the rent that comes in, so rent times by 52. Okay, um, and then you have to do a calculation, you know, over the value of the property, right? So you go, if I'm getting rent, now let, let me put this in perspective so unless I'm, I'm confusing people, against the value, all right, that's, that's right, Baham. Well, and this is the thing, is it against the value? And this is what I want to talk to you guys about, okay? I want to talk to you guys about this, so stick with me. So 500 times by 52, 26,000. Now, there could be vacancy rates and all sorts of stuff, and we'll get to that in a minute, but let's let's look at this. We have $26,000 of rent, okay? Now, if, the, if we have a $500,000 property, okay, um, then how do we work out the yield, okay? So basically you do $500,000, Divided by $26,000, oh, 26000 equals, I oh know it's the other way around, 26000 divided by 500 equals 5.2%. Can you guys see that? Yeah, there you go. So basically that says, you know, five, um, 5.2% gross yield. Okay. Now, stick with me here for a second, all right? Now, it sounds might sound boring and you're like, Jason, you're losing me with the math, okay? And we could easily do this on a spreadsheet. But what I want to, to point out here, if your property, if your property went up in value to 700,000, okay, and now your yield is, let's call it 3.2% against its value, does that mean, does that mean, team, does that mean that your property is now not so good? Tell me in the chat, like the psychology here, this is kind of like a fake expression, right? Because, you know, the property's worth 700000 
now your yield is 3.2%, does that mean my property's not so great? Uh, and the answer is no, okay? Because no, it doesn't. Dead right, Alison, right? <clears throat> and you've got to be very careful. Um, boom, Bahan. I I like I like to calculate my yield and my return based on two things. Yep, yep. Thanks, Graham. Um, I like to base my return when I'm calculating things as a property investor, just like Bahan said. <coughs> excuse me. On original purchase price, original purchase price, or debt, okay? <clears throat> so have a look at it in this way now. <clears throat> Let's say $700,000 the property's worth. The rent now has gone up to 35000 Your original purchase price was five hundred k. Your your rent's gone up to 35k now you're at a six and a half percent yield against original purchase price that is how you uh, calculate the real value to you as the owner of that property or the other one if the debt is down at 400k because you've put some money in and now it's 35,000. Now your yield is 7.5%. That's the return based on the cost and commitment to your properties, okay? So this, and, and I'm, I'm hopefully I'm making a reasonably clear point here, but the point when you see this stuff and, and you go in and you go, oh, you know, I, I bought a unit, let's say, in, in um, you know, Melbourne, and it's 3.6%, you know, it, it, that is not how you should be looking at the return, the value of your property. Team, that is not how it works, all right? Um, Supposedly, intellectual people want to argue mathematical fact. I prefer, I prefer, you know, you guys prefer, um, Alison likes the debt number. Yields should be against debt. Boom, Luke. Because, team, what's the point? The point is the net cash in your bloody pocket all right so don't be so don't be sort of distracted by you know people who want to argue intellectual stupid conversations you look at your bank account and you go boom more money against my debt my property might be worth a million bucks your debt's three three hundred thousand you do your cash flow your yield calculation against that and then you say right i've got a bunch of equity in that property that I could put to better use, okay? Imagine, imagine, team, that you then compounded that equity, you grabbed 100 grand of it, and you got some other returns from some other investments, and you feed it back into that property itself. So this is where I've done this once or twice before. This is that equity arbitrage conversation. Let's say you take, you know, of that, that 700, let's say you can get access to 100 of it, $100,000, <clears throat> you go and make a 15% return on that, if you feed that now back into your return here, you pump that return, um, it's called a blended rate of return, for that property itself to 8.5%, okay? So, you know, when we see this stuff and we go, oh, the ATO has said something or even RP data is reported on, 
I like their data. Like CoreLogic's got good data. But these sort of simple, you know, one-dimensional expressions of something are really a terrible way for you and me to calculate how we're going, okay? So, you know, think of it in that way, team. <clears throat> when you purchase the property, yes, it's against the purchase price at the start, okay? On day one, it's against the value you're doing your math. Beyond that, beyond that, team, it becomes more about either your original purchase price or your debt and the return you're getting from that, okay? And that's where I love these numbers. All of your properties should be expressing some type of version of this as you track it along uh, and we get into um, managing our real estate, managing our cash flow, keeping an eye on things. Well, there you go. Hopefully that made sense today. Um, Alison said it made sense. So that's good, Alison. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Nigel, because team, <clears throat> it, it, the thing is, when you have lazy equity, if you got, or if you got equity trap, Nigel, this is, this is, this is for you. Like, like we can always make that, that debt work harder or that asset work a bit harder. And for us, you know, often that's about the next deal, right? So we go, right, I'm going to take a hundred grand out of that and buy another property. And I prefer, this is part of our strategy team, you, 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 create, you create a nice solid base of properties, you know, four, five, six properties, your foundation wealth, and then you start accelerating your income from that foundation wealth. Um, I, I, I prefer that um, as we go along, but it depends on your strategy and how you're traveling and what you're up to um, and, uh, you know, uh, away you go. So um, perfect. Exactly behind. Like, you know, um, sometimes the debt goes down, sometimes the rents go up, and your your net result, cash in the pocket and also yield is looking fantastic. So um, um, good to have that chat. All right, team. Well, that's it today. Um, hope you guys uh, hope you guys can take something away from it. Thanks for the shout-out, uh, Luke, and the rest of you guys. Um, thanks for being here and commenting. It's always great to get a little bit of to and fro, bit of interaction from you guys. So listen, um, we do Andy Fenton's back off holiday, folks, um, and we have our Wealth, Wine and Wisdom tonight at 4 p.m. Or is it 4.30? I can't remember what, what time. Anyway, around about 4 to 4.30, we're going to be kicking off with Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. If you guys are up for it, myself and Andy Fenton, Andy Fenton, financial planning uh, um, and uh Investor extraordinaire, myself in the world of real estate, and uh, we have a glass of wine, decompress on the week, and talk about what's gone on. Um, and there's plenty to talk about this week because we've had two weeks because uh, Andy's been on holiday. Anyway, join us tonight for Wealth, Wine, and Wisdom if you're up for it. Love to see you then. If not, you guys have an awesome weekend. Great to hang out, team. Be good. Ah, oh, nice, Luke. Yes. I think we're uh, starting to see the rhythm of construction right now. It's been a bit messy for the last 12 months, but I think we'll start to see the rhythm. All right, team, that's it. I'm done. You guys be good. Bye-bye.